Welcome to the Moment of Clarity podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Jared. I'm Jacob. Tune in as we break down the topics of life. Yeah, today we want to talk to you guys about the stimulus package. And you know, it's like $600 after what, five, six months after the first one. And you know, if you're really struggling, your job doesn't allow you to telework from home, you know, what can you do with the $600? And why are the people who are making like $150,000 in the Senate and Congress not willing to give you $600 when your tax dollars pay for them and they've been taken from your social security for you know the last 20 or 30 years acting like they're gonna pay it back and never did. So if anything, they owe you the money that they're giving you for a stimulus check and still they're trying to be tight with it. I don't, I don't really understand that. What you guys think about the stimulus check? What are the requirements to get one of those? I think apparently it's something like you need to make under 90,000 um, or anything over 100,000 uh, it starts to go down or and then I guess if you get to like 110 then uh, you get nothing wow okay I mean based on your 2019 income ah uh, I mean Nate what you what you got to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know like I've been listening to the baby today you know he just like I don't really like getting involved in politics too much. And uh, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, um, I see what he's talking about. It's like, we're, you know, very close to the Capitol. Uh, you know, we're close to what's going on in terms of the government and everything. And it's like the same stuff happens over and over and over again. And with this stimulus, um, this is the first time like I've experienced like a stimulus like this, uh, or is it? Look, I just remember when Barack went ahead and hooked me up with $8,000 on my house. So when you talk about like a $600 stimulus, I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Just like, okay. Let's go buy gum. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, what state in the United States can you live for a month on $600? Better yet, like six months. Yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, <clears throat> at this point, like, it's more than money. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just more than money that's needed, man. You know, that's like putting a Band-Aid on a wound, you know? Um but at the same time, I mean, it's like, I'll gladly accept it. Um, you know, I just think that like, what we should do is like take the money. And if we don't like immediately need it, we should just like give it to some worthy cause, like give all of it to HBCUs or something, you know, just like do something, you know, that's like beneficial with it. Um, you know how it is when like, you ever been to like a um, a strip club or something and like somebody make it rain and then like... I have not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be in strip clubs either. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I had a friend tell me one time he went to a uh, strip club in Atlanta 
Uh, and he said this dude was like making it rain, and he said like some of the money like fell on him. <laughs> and he just felt like nasty. He was just like, uh, he just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's almost like how the stimulus check is. It's just like, dude, like Trump, man, come on, bro. Like, yeah, I just be thinking about the people who like really need it, not like the people who are like working a job, and it's like. Oh, it's nice to have this extra $600. What about the person, you know, got multiple kids, trying to work three jobs, and two of them they can't go to anymore, and they ain't getting no government help? It's like, what is $600 going to do for them? Like, I mean, it's great, you know, you're giving something, but it's like, you know, other countries have been giving thousands of dollars, you know, a lot more money, and it's just like, why wouldn't you take care, you know, the citizens who are voting for you, and, you know, that you're taking their Social Security you know, um, taking Social Security out of their check and then taking it away from the fund anyway for all these different bills and whatever. I just feel like um, in times like this, if they would have stepped up more for the people, then people would more believe in the government than they are right now. It seems like nobody really believes in the government anymore. It's just like one side or the other. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I think, you know, the trust definitely isn't there, you know. with Trump, you know, because like when COVID and everything first came out, uh, you know, he wasn't really on board with all the safety regulations and stuff that had been recommended. Um, you know, and so it's like then you got now, you know, he's giving six hundred dollars. It's like, all right, dude, like which one is it? You know, uh, some people might even feel like it's his fault. You know. Whoa. What would you suggest uh, people do um, with that stimulus money? Like to, should they hold it? Should they, you know, go ahead and pay a bill? Or what, what would you suggest if you're struggling and you, you got the stimulus check? Well, like, here's the thing, man. It's, uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, somebody in the, in the realtor field uh, a few days ago and um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's like people are like still losing their jobs and it's, uh, you know, even like affected the housing market. Um, So, you know, there are people that genuinely, you know, can use that $600, Uh, you know. Um, But, you know, like as for, you know, people who maybe don't necessarily need it that much, uh, I mean, I think it'd just be a good time to like, you know, take care of some financial items that we haven't necessarily done, you know, maybe like up the 401k, um, you know, just doing something like beneficial. Um, what about you, Jacob? I mean, honestly, I really don't care for this thing, Jack. I mean, I wish I would get one because, you know, that would help me out. You know, I'm in college and, it really is what it is. I've been hearing that on Instagram, some um, influencers saying that we've we've could have got we could have got more. Like it was a um, it was some type of like decision for like two thousand dollars before the six hundred. Mm. And that um, I don't know that just, I guess that just got fumbled by the Senate or something like that. Um, I'm just, I just really like question like 
how how is the government so selfish? Like y'all got enough money bro, like, to help everybody in this job, and yet y'all don't. And like, why? That's like, if you if you had the stimulus, would you like if the, if you got that check being a college student, like what would you what would you spend it on? What would you do with it? Would you spend it? Would you just save it, invest it? I mean, I really don't got them. I really don't have nothing to spend it on. For real, for real. Except groceries, stuff like that. Um, I probably save majority of it, find some type of way to invest it, or a little portion of it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, investing it for yeah. real. Oh, 600. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all got it like that. I would say the thing is, like, that $600 would go so fast. If you can survive without that $600, not meaning if you can survive, if you can't survive without using that $600, then of course you got to use it. But if you can survive without using that $600, and you can invest in something like Tesla, that went up a lot in the last like couple of weeks. So you can invest in, you know, your business. So let's say you're you're trying to start your music business, you can buy a keyboard. Let's say you're trying to start your podcasting business, you can you can buy, you know, a camcorder and some nice lighting, whatever. There's a lot of things you can do that'll get you money long term. And there's some things, you know, you can hold off on for now. Some of the some of these bills that you're paying, it's like um if you're like two or three thousand dollars behind. $600 isn't going to help you. It's not going to keep, you know, keep your electricity on if you owe $4,000 and they're cutting it off. But I mean, you can't invest in something that will get you through the next struggle, I think. So that's probably what I would do. Yeah. At this point in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to see like what the stock, like back in the, like years ago, like Amazon was like what, like thirty dollars. I'm trying to see what what that stock is now. Like, what's going to be the next, the next Amazon? You know, the funny thing is, when you invest you invest in stock, sometimes trying to hit on the big stock is like trying to hit up the lottery. And sometimes it's just like, you know, put your money in anything that you hear about that makes sense that you can un you understand that'll stay and maintain. So it's like you know, Netflix is going to be around. Disney is going to be around. So it's like, even if they're at $100 right now, say say you didn't catch Amazon at $30, but you caught it at $300. Right now, you'd still be filthy rich because it's $18, like $100 a share or $18. Yeah. I don't remember. So it's just like, you know, you don't have to catch it at the beginning. You just don't want to catch it when it's already out of, you know, out of there like it is now. Yeah, I threw some, I threw some money into uh, American Airlines. And uh, AMC, cause I know once the world back open, that's gonna go crazy. They got yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's smart, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm about to invest in popcorn and raisin nets. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn. I guess be. <laughs> oh wow, that's smart. I'm gonna invest in Starbucks, cause. Well, always Starbucks, but Starbursts. Starbursts. Yeah. Oh, all the all the movies, food. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's smart. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Coca Cola probably hit the roof after the joint opened. Oh uh, yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah, that's actually a good idea to um invest in airlines. Uh, yeah, cause that's gonna go crazy, man. And hotels. Hotels, yeah. Ooh, they got stock. Yeah, Wyndham, Hyatt. They all got them in. Share. Yeah, yeah. How do you even that's... get a pair in a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> you just, uh, I be using stockpile, man. That's that's what got me on it a lot more because it's like, you know, the traditional method, they take a lot more fees, but stockpile is really a lot better. They take the fees out of like, the monthly fees, but they just take it out of your transactions or whatever. Which is cool with me. Talking about like like a share at Wyndham. When it well, it's like WYN or something. Or something. How do you yeah. get a time shares? That's what I was huh? How do you get a time, time shares? That's what uh, I was doing. Oh, you just go on vacation and then those people just, <laughs> like handing out like a, a a free trips to like amusement parks. They got they they'll get you a time share. Oh, wow. <laughs> but oh, no time share. buying a timeshare is like the worst investment ever. <laughs> it went out in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be hearing new commercials, man. Like on the radio. Oh yeah, I, I have heard some people like they'll get you actually timeshare. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that bad. Like, is it, are you just not, are you paying for something you're never living in? Is that what that is? Basically, and then they tell you when to take vacations and stuff. Wow. And then people don't people default on them all the time. So it's not, yeah. not really not really good unless you got that ridiculous money. And then if you did have ridiculous money, you probably just buy the place anyway. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in the, the I think everybody figured that out, and then. You know, timeshares died out really quickly. Well, yeah, I remember this. one time I got a um a free trip, uh, and ended up trying to sell me a timeshare while I was on the trip. So that <laughs> and dude, they were trying to get me for like hours. It was hours, man. But I was like, well, it's worth it. I'll just keep on saying no. <laughs> <laughs> got my free trip, man. You was like. No. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no I'm not interested. <laughs> were you listening? You were listening to him at first and agreeing, and then no. Nope. Nope. I just had my I had my poker face on, <laughs> and then it came time to answer the question. I was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Thank you. Even, no, even when you ain't saying no, you just keep shaking your head like. <laughs> After a while, you'd be like, oh, okay, I don't got time for this anymore. Let me get my manager. That's what they do. Let me get my manager and then I'll take another 30 minutes. Yep. You, <laughs> you stay there for like four hours just for one trip. You like double, you like questioning yourself by then. <laughs> yeah. How much commission you get for selling a time check? I'm, I'm sure it's a lot. Wow. That's the question. That's probably why they out there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably somebody who's still like selling timeshares because they're like the ultimate salesperson. 
Yeah. I've seen him at the harbor before. Yeah. What like timeshare people? Yeah, they be down there by the by the um by the water where you go to the boardwalk. Yeah. I'm not still making it happen. Yeah, man. Those is like the original scammers. Wow. Mm-hmm. And start somewhere. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, that ain't the life for me, man. Um, I guess like if there was one thing that I would like to do that's like considered to be, you know, like rich, like Tom Shares used to kind of be like, it would maybe be like a boat, you know, like have a boat and then like dock it somewhere. A yacht. Maybe, Maybe a yacht. Maybe a yacht. Maybe. But those, like, some of those yachts be, like, millions of dollars, man. I don't know about all that. But uh, you can have just, like, a nice boat, man. That's all. That's all I want. A nice boat. Hey, man, you never know. Get that stimulus check, $600. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing you know, you on a boat, man. (laughs) Right, for for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on from the stimulus check, what y'all think about the events uh, that happened at Congress uh, yesterday? It's terrible, but it's hilarious at the same time. Wow. People was really up in there chilling. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a mockery. Like, for real. They were just letting them know, like, we can get in here and you won't do anything about it. Yeah, man. I'm just over here trying to get in my zen. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to get in my zen. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, the protests were known beforehand. You know, it wasn't a surprise protest. And, uh, from the looks of it, you know, there was no preparation for it, really. Yeah. So it was almost like a pass to run them up, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I got some alerts, uh, you know, like with the agency I work for. And, uh, you know, I heard about the reports of, you know, somebody being shot and everything. And I mean, it's just so unfortunate for real, um, you know, for like deaths to happen as a result of this, man. So it's like, you know, very impactful, you know. And I read about, uh, you know, tear gas being deployed inside the building. I just thought, you know, of like the last time I had been in the Capitol, you know, and how enjoyable of an experience it was. And then to just imagine it with tear gas because, you know, it's like some raiders in there. Uh, That's just crazy. That sucks, man. It really makes leaders look bad. Like the, well, not leaders, leaders look bad and it really makes our protectors look bad for how they handled that situation yesterday. 
Because we know if it was a couple of us. And uh, well, it was a couple of us, now that I think about it. But if it was if it was straight us in that joint, that probably would have went a little differently. I blame it on the police, man. Like I feel like if you see them outside of a Black Lives Matter rally, they all gassed up, you know, at the beginning. You know, they all suited and booted and ready to move people out and act. And it's just like they ain't really take these people serious. And then because they ain't take them serious, now we just made ourselves look crazy like fools to the rest of the world because we can't even control like an extremist group of like a couple thousand people. You know what I'm saying? That was just probably acting, just wanted intention because I don't, how many of them people, I, I don't even think believe in what they was doing there. They just wanted to be a part of the crowd. And, and then yeah. because they want to be a part of the crowd, they're breaking in. And it's like the police wasn't really trying to stop them. They, they had a right backup. It's like the police chief couldn't have been listening to his threat analyst. I mean, uh, uh, whoever that is, you know, because I know like there's been a lot of threat online. They knew they was coming and all they did was come in with like part staff, like it's still a holiday. And then you had to get, the funny thing is, it was Marion Barry who stopped them from the from like staying in there, and she called in the guard and the state um, police, and that's when everybody, even Virginia, sent their people to, and that's when they they finally pushed everybody back. But it, like I see how the police move when they're dealing with them; they can be real professional as far as like when they were getting them out of the way, they would establish a new barrier, moving back, establish a new barrier. And I know it had to take till probably like, you know, one o'clock last, and this, I mean, one o'clock this morning for them to probably clear everybody out or even later than that, but they was willing to do that. But it's just like, y'all need, they need to exercise the same patience when it's black people, because most of us is too scared to even try to go that far. We just want to be heard for the most part. We ain't gonna sit here and, and try to break into the Capitol, but y'all want to sit there and act like we crazy. They, they basically took, the guy took the podium out of the, of the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? That people like, you know, was running amok in the Capitol and they didn't do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? They they barely responded to that. They had senators, congresswomen, common congressmen, you know, running for their lives, scared and all that stuff. Like you can't get out of pass, but you I mean you can get out of pass, but you can't give us a pass when we're just standing outside like stop killing us, that's it. Yeah, you gotta they gotta they gotta do something better, man, with these police because they they really look weak right now, and it's really giving more credence to defunding them. But they they gotta do better. <sighs> yeah, um, yeah. It, you know, I guess it's just kind of like so much has happened, you know, over the course of you know the past six months or so, you know, uh, and then you, you had the holidays and everything. And so for this to happen, you know, like, so shortly after the holidays is kind of a hit too, because at least, you know, during the holidays, you had that sense of, you know, happiness, regardless of what was going on, you know, like in the world and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, for this to hit, it's almost, it's hard to really grasp you know, like what has happened because, you know, honestly, like I think back to, you know, like Abraham Lincoln, like when Abraham Lincoln got shot in the Ford uh, theater, that's the same impact that, you know, I think of with this happening. 
it's almost like this is like historical. Like this, you know what I'm saying? Like this is like a history book, you know, passage or whatever. Yeah. Um, we live in one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's just surreal almost, you know? <laughs> I guess it just goes to show that, you know, uh, you know, history, you know, can repeat itself, you know, like if you're not careful. Yeah. You know, I think like for a while there, there was like this lull in American history. It almost seemed like, well, ain't nothing really big happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I would kind of get a sense of nostalgia reading about stuff happening in the, you know, the 50s, 60s, and all that stuff. So I'm like, man, ain't nothing really happening right now. But now, man, no, like it's, it's a lot of stuff going on, you know. It seems like the 2020s are going to be, you know, a different style, like a definitely different than the 2010s and the 2000s and the 90s. It's going to be like its own different era. But like, you know, people are more divided now. People have less, you know, attention spans, so they can't listen to other people. So they, they be at war and arguments over dumb stuff because they didn't listen to the whole conversation and they... They heard the hard part without the soft part that it takes it down or whatever. And then that's what you get. And then people, you know, all they do is watch, you know, a certain, they only get one perspective and when, and they take that one perspective and never see the other side. So then they just become haters and they get to the point where they're doing something that they know they would never do anyway. Like somebody, a lot of those dudes is probably like fathers or X, Y, Z, and they're doing that dumb shit. And at the end of the day, you know, they might not be able to see their family for the next 15, 20 years if they get arrested or whatnot. But they didn't even have to think about that because never in their life have they had to think about that or getting arrested or spending time in jail. Because like most, I said most, you know, people in those circumstances don't think about ever having to go to jail. But like a lot of those people ran in there, they're going to spend like 10, 15 years in jail. And like, they could never comprehend that. So it's just like sometimes, you know, just because you feel like you're at home at a Facebook group and then you you want to be a part of it and it seems cool to start a revolu revolution that's that stand behind nothing because he lost because like if he won the, the the election before what makes people think that like he couldn't win again unless people didn't want him to win like of course you know he got a lot of votes but Biden had more votes because people, more people showed up to the election this time. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I think this might um, seal his fate uh, as the worst president ever. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Man. I mean, I wouldn't argue that. I would not argue that. Uh, I just keep on going back to The Rock, man. I'm just like, that was a great time. <laughs> it's just like, it was a great time. I just really enjoyed the presidency of Brother Barack Obama. And, you know, it's like with Joe coming in, uh, I think if, like, for no other reason, It'll be a good time because at least like we have a break from everything that's happened. 
during these last four years. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I think we all knew what was going to happen from Trump anyway. You know, I don't think anybody like expected him to be, you know, a great president. Uh, so, as the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, he probably like is a great president to some people. He is. Like, he's probably the greatest. Especially to the Proud Boys. <laughs> mm -hmm. If your supporters do this, you better question yourself. Right, your supporters. <laughs> Donald Trump is like the Michael Jordan of bad presidents. Okay. That's top tier. <laughs> it's just like I, I'm. It's, it's almost unreal because I've never seen anybody that bad. And like to be that bad at your job, and seventy something million people approve of you. It's like dang, like nobody should ever be able to show up to work and be told that they're not doing well. Because like you're probably doing better than Trump. Yeah. Then I think um, social media has played a big part in all this stuff. You know, I think there's uh, a lot of people coming up with the extremist ideas on social media platforms and then projecting it to the world. And I think uh, a lot of people who are not understanding the world yet, you know, being young and dumb, are, are, are falling behind this. And it's, it's causing this big divide, which is making things worse than they really should be. What think about that? Yeah, uh, you know, social media and really, you know, media in general, for real, depending on, you know, like what you listen to, because, you know, uh, news channels have their slants, you know, like how they feel politically. Um, and then, you know, some social media outlets, you know, have their slants. So it's like any one person can listen to, you know, like an outlet. And if they just choose to follow that outlet, they're going to be real one-sided, you know. Um, I just think it's important to like, make sure you have multiple outlets of, you know, news, multiple outlets of like uh, media, social media and all that stuff, rather than just one. Because um, you never know, like, whoever's creating these outlets, you don't know, like, what their motive is all the time, you know? And then, um, you know, people are attracted to, you know, flashing lights and things going like really quickly. Um, and unfortunately, you know, people know that, like the people who want to get people in to a certain ideology, they know that people like flashing lights. So all they gotta do is flashing lights and people are gonna be attracted to it. Um, so I think it's like, you just got to sit back and think like, okay, what is attractive to most Americans? And let me see like if these news outlets are doing that, or let me see if uh, these social media outlets are doing that, you know? Um, 
And honestly, like that's for either side. Like if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever, uh, you do have to be careful for like who's feeding you the information. Um, because you can't always like 100% trust that what they're telling you is like objective, you know? So I think a lot of times, you know, the best way to learn about, you know, government and stuff like that is, um, you know, like really like long segments of just like interviews, you know, uh, there have been times where like, I, I watch PBS a lot. So, or when I watch TV, like I watch PBS. And so PBS, you know, it's like, they'll actually sit there and talk about a topic for like 15 minutes straight. Like one story will be like 15 minutes. So it almost makes it to where it's like that old school boring. I remember like growing up, you know, news used to be, you know, it'd be boring. And it's almost like sometimes we have to get in that space because if not, we'll always look for the lights and like the headlines and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, I don't really follow, you know, social media um, too much and I don't really watch the news, um, you know, and the way that I got the alerts about, you know, what was going on in the Capitol was just through, you know, like my job, you know, like on the computer. And it just seemed like usually, man, it's like I, I usually end up picking up information from some reliable source, you know, so I just think that's like the best way to do it, man. Just not relying on one source. I mean, like if you do social media, like that's cool, but like don't rely on it, like for your truth. You know, it's like you got to search for the truth yourself. And sometimes that means like, you know, looking at five different outlets, you know, and like knowing the history of those outlets, you know, like who's making the decisions in those outlets, you know, um, what are their political views? Yeah. So I guess, um, with the social media, you know, how they're doing it. Would you blame some of the, for them allowing some of that propaganda to get out of hand? Because I feel like they ultimately have a control. Because what I was thinking about the other day when they were talking about they they blocked uh, President Trump's Twitter account, I was like, they could have been, you know, blocked his Twitter account, or they could have been blocked, you know, his social media accounts when he's like inciting a riot. Like, all that time since he's been saying that um, the election was rigged and it was fake because he lost. I mean, there's no reason for like them to keep allowing them to speak in the media. The media doesn't have to show up. I think sometimes because like the media wants to be 24 hours all the time, they're just looking for like all these negative news or topics to keep you hooked in. And it's like one, two, three minute segments because that's what they see, think everybody's, you know, attention span is. But like you were saying with the PBS, I guess sometimes it's better to like, you know, be able to focus in and understand what's going on instead of rushing from one thing to the other and never getting an understanding. So it's like back then they were better with um, creating longer lasting segments because they had more time. They didn't have to keep, they didn't have to pump out a new story every like hour, every 30 minutes. They had, you know, hours to come up with a story 
And when that story came up, it was good and it was well thought out and it came together. Whereas, you know, a lot of the other ones were just, right now we're just getting random sneak updates because everybody's trying to keep up with the first news that comes out of Instagram. Like that's what it is. And it's, it's ruining the, the quality. And, and I don't see the journalistic integrity that they used to have. Yeah, journalistic integrity. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't really know that like a lot of news is like whack until uh, I started my college um, studies like as an undergrad. And uh, well, I don't know, it's kind of where I think like maybe subconsciously I knew, but I didn't really begin to like care a whole lot until like that time. And so, um, you know, I began to like understand what sources were credible in terms of the news they were given and which ones were likely to not be credible. And then after college, I'd be, uh, I became a news monitor. And so I would um, look at these newscasts from all over the country, you know, it'd be like Atlanta, Miami, you know, like all the major cities. And so I would look at their news segments and then um, we were a public relations consulting company. And so we would give information to like these big brands on how their merchandise was mentioned in the news. And so that was when I really saw like how, um, just kind of like how whimsical uh, TV stations were with the news content that they had. Um, you know, like usually, you know, like you'd have like, you know, these pretty faces, uh, you know, on there, uh, given the news, um, you know, people looking smart and talking, you know, a whole lot. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of times now news is just like people just talking, you know? Um, and so, you know, I just learned like how to look for really like meaty, like meaty news, like that has, you know, substance. And a lot of times it's not the popular ones, you know, it's not going to be the ones on the major networks. Like it's going to be some like hidden channel way off in the cut, <laughs> you know, that like, people don't really watch um, because it's not filled with like, you know, beautiful faces and like, you know, people smiling all the time. Um, so yeah, and even honestly, I think that that helps with just people's understanding of the world. I think like if you begin to, you know, like stretch your attention span um, to find out information about the world you end up not having like this, um, you know, hot potato kind of like mentality where it's like, oh, okay, what's hot now? Let me find out about it. What's hot now? You know, um, I remember watching one segment on uh, a family in China who uh, was responsible for, um, you know, like agriculture. Um, they had like these rice patties and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like this news segment, well, not necessarily news, but like this journalistic segment uh, followed their life and what they had to go through, you know? And uh, I just remember like thinking how much more I knew about, you know, like impoverished areas in Asia, you know? Um, it made me think about the differences between, you know, like family life there, family life here in the States, you know? I think it kind of like, paints a better picture of what's really going on in the world when you have like in-depth um 
you know, like information in your head. So then when I presented with something like this, you know, like with Trump, it's like part of me just shrugs. So I'm just like, all right, he's almost out. We knew what was going to happen when he got in there. And, you know, he still got voted in. The way this country is, that's just how it is. So we got four years. Like, let's get through it. We almost at the finish line. Yeah. You know, so part of me is just like, I'm just kind of like underwhelmed. Slash overwhelmed. I just wonder sometimes, like, how do people get behind, like, his message or, like, what he's saying? Because it doesn't sound, it doesn't even sound, like, mature or it doesn't sound like it's going in the right direction. So it's like, you know, if you're really, you know, behind what he's saying, sometimes it's like, what are you really, like, what are you really about as a person? You know what I mean? Because, like, it's like, what has he even done for you? I don't think people are looking at the fact, like, what has he done for you? It's just like, what is he saying? And it's like he's promising a lot of people stuff that they'll never get and they're believing it. And he's just, you know, talking over people left and right. And people are falling for that just because, you know, he was a reality TV star. It's like sometimes you got to realize, like, the guy wasn't what you thought he was going to be. And now I think, you know, what you're seeing with a lot of people is that their pride is hurt. That, you know, he's not president again because they wanted to be right, that he'd be a good president. And even though he's not a good president, they still wanted to be right. It has nothing to do with the fact of his actual policy or how good or bad he was. Right. Yeah, it's more like a, a side stand, sound like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a, a bunch of sore losers. You know, because people wanted to believe that, you know, Barack Obama was the end of the world and X, Y, Z. And then when he wasn't, and he was actually good, I think that offended people more. Like if he was bad, I feel like some of those people would have been more justified, but because he was good, the next person wasn't gonna be as good. And for you know him to be this bad, it's almost like a smack into the face, a smack to the face to those guys. Yeah. You guys definitely care way more about this than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, forget him. <laughs> I wasn't even like I was a I was here for Obama's presidency, but it's like I wasn't like. Uh, I, gotcha. I was like seven uh, when he became president. Yeah, that's a while ago. Oh, Donald Trump, I really didn't. Really didn't like. It's not not that I didn't care, but it's like I really didn't pay him too much mind while he was in office. I knew he was gonna be foolish. Everybody knew he was gonna be foolish. Like, don't don't get don't have high expectations for this man while he's in office, man. Because you will be let down. And we were let down. Country's really divided. It's really about it, man. He almost gone. Yeah. Um, 
Now I wonder, like, if when he gets out of the office, is he going to be on the Capitol with the party boys again? Or, I mean, whatever they're, they're called. <laughs> like, trying to get it, trying to yeah. cause problems with Biden. Huh? That he may go to jail. I think yeah. he's in debt after. That's what it looked like, don't it? Yeah, for sure. Like, that'll be, like, the new rock bottom. Like, pre going to jail after being the president of the United States? Like, yeah, that'll be the lowest. <laughs> Got kicked out your home and your money is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, like, the biggest L of all time. <laughs> for real. He's like the last president to lose after four years since like the first George Bush. That's a long time ago, though. It's like, I think it's like 88 or something. Oh, every president's had two terms? Since like 88. Wow. Since, since the first really? George Bush. Because right. Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush the second, and then Obama all had eight-year terms. Wow. <laughs> this dude got four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And it's like people didn't realize like it was a joke to begin with. Like his first presidency, he didn't expect to win. I mean, the campaign, it was just like, let me see what I can do. <laughs> and then, you know, because he was calling a fake even when he won it that time. <laughs> For real? Yeah, he started like, yeah, the voting is fake because he thought he was going to lose. And then afterwards, his whole team got prosecuted, like all gone, locked up, and he pardoned them too, which is crazy. But yeah, that's a lot. Dang, why is he the president? <laughs> Anybody can become the president. Anybody. <laughs> like after this, anybody can become the president. Literally. <laughs> If you're telling your kid that they could be president, you are not lying anymore. <laughs> At all. Like, wow. Like, wow. Like, it's, it's crazy because it's like, you don't need to be smart to be president anymore. You don't need morals. You don't need respect to be president anymore. Did you ever know? Some kind of integrity. I don't know. It seemed like it. I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, you understand. I feel. I feel like you know Trump was trying. To famous to be president and that's the thing like you can't go into you know like presidency to be popular or you know to get your name out there that's not what like being the president's for yeah um i just you know know that early on in american history it wasn't coveted to be president like people didn't want to be president you know it wasn't seen as like this high profile type thing um, especially before, you know, the states became united. Uh, so, you know, for like somebody who is, you know, is to be 
in the office is just like really interesting to me because I'm like that kind of goes against the history of the position in a way. Um, but you know, you've had famous people getting there before, like um, Ronald. Really? He was in Hollywood, um, you know, before he became president. Yeah, I heard he was an actor. Yeah. So, you know, like it, it happens, but I think that, you know, Reagan wasn't quite the same as, you know, like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's kind of like more of an antics type person, whereas Ronald Reagan, you know, he he was respected, you know, like he did have, you know, like morals and all that stuff, or I guess like what you're considering to be morals and all that stuff with presidents. Um, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, like Trump has been an anomaly, you know, in that sense. Um, but he's been unprecedented, man. I'll tell you that. Definitely one of a kind. Nothing to go away either. For real. Yeah. Well, it's almost over. What day is the inauguration? But is it the 20th? 20th? Something like it. But like he going to find a way somehow to sabotage that day, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just don't like if they don't put him in jail, like he's not gonna go away. Like he's gonna be the party boys over and over again, you know, trying to stir up some trouble. For real. They just might as well Oh no, I was just saying he really just played the US the USA, he's played us like fools. Well, play not us, but play them like fools. Like, like he broke in and did his BS and then left. Yeah, he did, man. He, he's going to have to get locked up, man, because uh, they don't want that smoke. You know, especially I'm a, it, I think he's got enough uh, followers to start a civil war if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, we just seen it. Right. That might have just been like the first wave. True. Let's see. Yeah, man. <laughs> 